if you were listening live, which you wouldn't do because no person knows how to do that because I haven't made the information public uh, or, or, or made it like easy, then you would have heard me go off for about, I don't know, five or six minutes about some news. And then I decided, I, which I never do, I've never been this far into a recording and gone, no, you know what? I don't need to bring that energy. Um, it was some, um, it's not like super negative or anything, but it's, you know, I was bringing a little bit more piss and vinegar than I would like to normally bring to our time together. So uh, you are, you have been spared me going off on one about Twitter integrating what they call podcasts into uh, their app, which is not me doing some weird like, a podcast has to be delivered via RSS feed and listed in Apple, otherwise it's not Apple. It's not, it's not that. Um, it's just, it was another thing, but yeah, no, so I'm not bringing that because as we discussed yesterday, this is not simply Mark turns on the mic for half an hour <laughs> and you get what you get. Cause that ain't fair. That's not fair on you. I'm here for a purpose, damn it. And that purpose is to make you feel looked after is to give you the biggest audio hug that I can. That is the purpose of our time together today. And I am highly grateful to get to do it. I have been attending a conference today, well, a little bit for about maybe an hour and a half, because uh, it all happens in the in the afternoon, in the evening. So I'm going to be here till till a bit later tonight. Uh, so I'm, I'm recording this in a break in between um, sessions that I've been attending virtually. Uh, so the next one, so it is now half nine. The next one isn't for another hour, uh, and I've got I've got a choice of programming. So um, we'll see how that goes. But this is the lighthouse, and my word, you are so welcome to to be here. Uh, I th I thank you for for joining me today, and uh, I think we will take let's take a moment and. Perhaps just, you know what, today let's take ourselves uh, a little mindful moment and just see whatever comes up for you today. Whatever just, whatever floats through your brain today, let's just catch it and just look at it and then let it, let it float on because the past is the past. The future is undiscovered. What we have now is our time together. And that's all that we need to worry about for now. So why don't we, why don't you take a moment and uh, when it is safe to do so, please don't listen to this if you're doing any, you know, operating heavy machinery uh, or driving. That's, yeah, that would count as operating heavy machinery. Um, yes. So I would like to invite you to close your eyes. And sit, I mean, sit down if you haven't already. I'm bad at this. Sit down first and then close your eyes and feel the weight of your body as it presses against the seat or the wall or the bed, whatever's keeping you up. Feel your feet on the floor or perhaps dangling. Try and find those points of contact, maybe your hands on your lap or by your side. And 
Feel those. Feel those points of contact. Feel the carpet or the wood or the even the grass beneath your feet. Feel that point of contact between you and the chair or the bed or the floor. Is your back supported? Has it got a point of contact? Feel that. And take yourself some nice, deep, calming breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. This is one that I like to do is um, do a scan down from the top of the head and just scan down and just see what you notice, what the what the various parts of your body tell you from the top of your head to your forehead, down your eyebrows to your eyes, to your nose, all the way down to your chin, and to your neck and your shoulders. Is there any... Is there anything there that you feel that you can notice? And as you work your way down to the center of your body, to your belly, what's in your heart? What thoughts are racing at the moment that you can just put aside for the moment and let that scan go all the way down? Through your legs, your thighs, your ankles, and down to your feet. And I like to just take a little bit of time to focus on the breathing. I go in through the nose and out through the nose now, just breathing normally. And just for a couple of minutes, just for a couple of moments... Let's see what thoughts arise. And as they do, just like clouds in the sky, just watch them, let them pass. If you find your mind wandering, if you find yourself chasing one of those clouds, just gently bring yourself back to the breath. You can count the breaths if it helps you focus. In for one, out for two. You can keep going one, two, or you can count to ten and then reset. This helps you keep your mind focused on the breathing. And any thoughts that arise... Just watch them gently go past. And if you find yourself distracted, just bring your attention back to the breath. Now let's turn our attention back again to the body. 
Feel those points of contact. Feel your hands against the side of your body or on your lap. Feel that point of contact between the chair or the floor and you, your back. Feel your feet. Maybe wiggle your toes and remember the sensation of having toes. And then see if you notice any sounds around or any smells. And then when you fancy uh, when you fancy it, slowly blink yourself awake and come back into the room. Hmm. Never fails for me anyway. Always like a there's always time for meditation, you know what I mean? It's I think it's 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 such a a valuable thing to do. It's such a restorative. Or just just a karma, you know, and and to to know that that's accessible to you at any time and you can do that yourself. You know, I've just done it myself. Um and I'm just I'm just a I'm just a 90 degree turn of the dial more chilled. <laughs> and that's sometimes that's enough, isn't it? Sometimes that's that'll just do it. Just that going from 12 to to 3 p.m. on the clock. I can do it. So, I forgot what Thursdays what what Thursdays are. Oh yeah, Thursdays is throwback Thursdays. I'm, uh, let's see where this goes. I'm in the, see, okay, so here's an idea that's just occurred to me. Uh, oh, we had some follow-up from Brendan, from friend of the show, Brendan, friend of the show, fellow lighthouse keeper, um, hello, Brendan, who was, uh, gently and lovingly scoffing at my, uh, basically having built a, um, uh, type form competitor, <laughs> which I shipped this morning, um, and I'm quite pleased with it. I think it looks nice. It's a little bit nicer than it needs to be. I did, I did spend a little bit longer doing some things that I really should have, you know. But it looks lovely. It looks nice, uh, and then it emails me the results and stuff. But I thought I, I could, I could sort of get into why without burdening us with lots of technical mumbo jumbo I could get into why I don't because I have a few of those kinds of things and okay well actually this gets me into an even bigger idea which was occurring to me today partly inspired by a conversation that I had with a friend but I'll 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 um, cut this cut this uh I'll button this up first off, which is to say that the reason Typeform is successful is because it's very easy to use. If you're a power user, you can get in and do some some good stuff. But if you're not, using Typeform to create a form is not surpassingly more difficult than using Typeform to as a as a form filler inner. 
um, it's pretty easy. Uh, and the interface kind of reflects what you, you know, you get a little bit of what you see is what you get. Now, I could do that, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> um, what I have is, as Brendan said, you know, I could undercut uh, type form because £21 a month for just a form, a pretty form, but just a form, you know? So why not productize it? Well, because that means then you, I, I have to spin out the code into a new project and put some authentication behind it so people can sign up and, and log in and then put a payment thing in place, which for a subscription product is not five minutes work. It can be, but then you have to pay someone else even more money or be get an even bigger chunk of your... Um, subscription fee uh, you know of, of the your income uh being being eaten by um another service um and then you've got to do the support and then you've got to do a big job of making the user interface from the form building perspective actually even a little bit as helpful as what you have with typeform now, funnily enough, I've just so speaking as we were of Throwback Thursdays, I just remembered that I did this in something like two thousand and five or two thousand and six. I built a form builder. I think it must have been two thousand and five. Now there was a company called Woo Forms, I think. I think they existed, and I'm sure I ended up calling mine something like that. I can't actually remember. I usually remember my weird little... But I hadn't remembered having done that in ages. And I'm trying to think what I... Because I, I, I would have built in... Um, ooh, Visual Basic, but it's uh, so in ASP, which was Microsoft's um, version of PHP, but where you wrote the stuff in Basic in the so all the stuff that runs on the server that does all the back end logic and talks to a database and stuff, the stuff that you don't see as a user, um, PHP would be how. It, be normally done but i was using asp because i was a microsoft boy um and uh yeah i if it wasn't asp it was asp.net which is sounds similar but actually it's very different anyway yeah i remember building i'd love to see if i can remember what it was called and what i would have done in terms of like a domain name or anything like that because i was pretty stingy uh, buying domain names at the time, and I've just committed the cardinal sin of uh, having a having a WhatsApp uh, app open, which I fix that now, fix that wagon. And actually, what I haven't done is I haven't set the uh, do not disturb focus 
to come on when I open Audio Hijack, which is now what I'm using to record. So my apologies for the intrusion. Um, yeah, I, I was pretty stingy with domain names back in the day. So I can't imagine I would have stumped up for the .com because it felt like they were quite expensive. I, so I, I, um, my first foray into all of this, into sort of building my own stuff for the web, was a site I built called Orb UK, uh, which was at com, and it was a proto-social network. It's based on a few ideas. So I talked about um, the, the Spark last week, and I think the site that I was trying to remember, I think was called Match Spark, or Spark Match? Spark Match. I think it might have been Spark Match. Because there was thespark.com, which I talked about, which is the weird sort of cramped site. And then I think it was Spark Match, which is a completely different website. And that's where I had a, I had a date from off of. I think it was Spark Match. Okay. But around that time, or a little bit later, because I was at university when I was doing this, so it was a bit later, I... Uh, started working on um, on this yes yeah, sort of proto social network, so it had didn't have anything quite so fancy as a feed, but it had a space where you could. So there was a big thing about music. You could upload music. You could. Um, there's one or two other things like that that it had there was like a think a date a dating thing on there and groups i think i might have just created like an arbitrary group system it was based on an idea from yahoo yahoo groups i think but there wasn't a lot of that stuff around and i built it and I, even a, like a couple of people had a play with it but you know never never went to it i was just a uni student i was just playing about and understanding things could have taken it further maybe and and that's where i I ended up, I had a sort of a crossroads moment, which I may have talked about before, where I met with a lady uh, from the university who was like, okay, you're, you're finishing up. Where are you going to, you know, where are you going to go from here? And there was like entrepreneurial opportunities, which I wish I'd had a bit more of a head on me. Well, no, no, that's, that's not true. Um, I, I was presented with this option. There was this like incubator, um, and uh, I could have signed up for it, and I was given the option. I can't remember. I probably would have had to have paid for it, but I'm, you know, sure I would have found a way to make that work, make that a possibility, or apply for it, or whatever it was. And like a chump, I went to my job at the time, which was only part time, but was very much with the possibility of it becoming full time, which it did because I brought it to them and they were like, you should stay here. And I think I stuck with the familiar and also maybe a little bit of people pleasing because I didn't want to say, you know what? I I think, I think I'd like to go even though, you know, anyone can leave any job at any time, but it so often feels like that isn't the case. And I think that's a really interesting conversation to have at some point, isn't it? Like, you, you can leave a job at any point um, and and say, like, I've had enough. It's 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 up to them whether they react and go, 
no, you absolutely can't because you're leaving this work half done. It's like, well, I I am leaving. So, <laughs> you know, so now that we know I'm leaving, now that we've accepted that I am leaving because it's not a choice that you get to make, how can we help make this the smoothest, you know, possible transition it can be? You know, I think that's a, that that maybe that, that's that's something that I would like to know that I I'd like to think that I could do, but I'm sure I couldn't. You know what I mean? It's such a it's a good move to be able to be like, no, 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 I am leaving. I'm not I'm not asking you to leave because I have been in those in those moments. I think I got I made my boss very upset, almost to the point of eh, probably disingenuous to say, almost to the point of tears, but um really quite yeah um when i said when i sort of said that i was going to leave because i'd been invited to this other incubator which i talked about back in 2011 and i made him quite upset at the time that was a difficult conversation um but but hey ho I came back, um, and then when I left for a second time, it, I think it was like, yeah, no, this is this is probably probably for the best. I don't think I don't think with any animosity, but I think there was just like, and it's probably not not the best. Uh, I wasn't very happy there. Um, any whoosen, um, yeah, I think. But to, yeah, to be to be able to just be like, no, I am like, you don't have to be a rick about it but you know to, to say like i'm leaving in two weeks or whatever the minimum that your contract states because some places are really like they have really onerous um onerous i don't know how brits say that word actually um but yeah like you know usurious um contract in, in which like you have to give really long periods of notice i think if you are in any kind of position approaching seniority you really have to give some some big old big old notice um i think two places i've worked it's been like a has it been a month or has it been two or three months in one i mean in in this last place that i left in 2016 i gave them something like six months notice it was actually a little bit more because i i'd sort of said towards the end of the year dude i'm thinking i'm gonna i'm gonna head out but i'll let you know in the new year what i think and i i made i like i took the Christmas period and then a walk to my bus stop. And then on the bus, I flip flopped back and forth. And then I just, I got in and I decided now I am, I am actually going to leave. Uh, and I didn't leave until the end of June. So there was literally six months of notice, um, which I think by the time that I was left, it's like, yeah, no, this is all fine. <laughs> um, yeah. But Orb UK, I, I had this opportunity to to go with this like incubator and it could have, had I gone with that, who knows? You know what I mean? Uh, I think I think one of the reasons was just that sort of going the other path felt more familiar. I already knew these people, I already knew I could do this job. I've always had this idea that I'm not sensible when it comes to business. And it's like, well, you can, because I, I actually... In fairness, um, I say in fairness, but in 2004, when I left that company, or when I was leaving that company, I went part-time with them um, 
for a few months so that I could pursue the life of a freelance web developer and marketing person. I I advertised myself as, a, as someone who could do marketing and I didn't know what marketing was. But I absolutely put it in my list of services that I could probably... So 2005, uh, 2004, uh, the back end of... So actually it probably was 2005, in fairness, when, when I sort of properly had a bit of a launch. I think, yeah. I think I was thinking about it. And then 2005 is when I actually did it. I think it might have been around March. Uh, or maybe that was when I actually left left. Because I remember, if I remember rightly, I, I, yeah, I dropped down to like two or three days uh, at this old firm. And then... I remember getting a call. I was at the hairdresser over the road, this big sweaty Greek guy who was, who was our hairdresser where I used to live with my parents. Uh, <laughs> it's not very nice, is it? But he was a big, hairy, sweaty Greek guy. Um, and uh, he was fine. And I, I was getting my haircut and maybe my phone, because, you know, this is pretty smartphone, so maybe it was... At home, maybe that even rung a landline. I doubt it. I doubt it. It probably rang my, my mobile. And uh, one of the the project manager who I never really, you know, he was never my dude. I liked the boss of the company. He was a good dude. And I liked his sort of slight partner. Well, I liked him, but he also got right up my nose. But, you know, I I kind of actually liked him, you know, I, I have to admit. Um, and then, yeah, but there was this project manager dude who, like, spent a bit of time in Birmingham and then a bit of time wherever it was he lived, probably London. Um, and um, and I just remember him ringing me up, complaining about some stuff that wasn't done or whatever, and I was just like, nah, you know what? I'm actually done. I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't need this anymore. Uh, and so I, I, sort of, I handed in my notice, and that would have only been, like, a, a two-weeker, I think. Because um, I... I don't think I was technically um I don't know if I got a a proper uh what do you call it P P eighty? No. Whatever the, the the form number is for a for a payslip. Um I don't think I ever actually had one in that company. I mean I I'm I'm not the one who's at fault there, it's the company, so I, I shan't tell you who it was. Um But yeah, I, I left them Sometime in 2005. And then sort of started pursuing my own my own thing. I think I'd, I'd had a couple of clients. This is back when it felt like it was possible to win business in a way or to, to, to get business in a way that feels a lot harder now. And so... I've all, I've have this thing about like when you find the right channel, it's it's amazing. So there used to be this this newsletter. I can't remember. Oh, okay. All right, spooling back a few a few things here, but there was a site called Teneric. There was a company called Teneric, and I can't remember what they did. I don't even know if I ever knew what they did. But they had a forum. They had a forum for UK businesses. And then I think it got spun out into its own thing called the UK Business Forum. Or maybe there were two things. Maybe there was the UK Business Forum and then there was the Teneric Forum as well. And that's where, like, 
there would be like discussions and people would ask questions and talk about business. And I bet you there are posts there from mine. And I, I'm tempted to go and have a go and have a quick squiz actually to to see if I can um, see if I can find them. Um, but yeah, Teneric was was a was a thing. Um, yeah, there you go. Index of slash. Uh, it's long, long since been decommissioned. It's now just a CGI bin site. Ah, uh, that's a shame. Um, but yeah, whatever, whatever it was that Teneric was. Let's see if I can find out what they are now. Since since I'm here, you know, since we're since we're just having a little look here. Uh your business startup experts. So that that makes sense. Like, so it was a very sensible founded in 2001 teneric provide i don't know how that if that's how you pronounce it provides award-winning business planning services to all entrepreneurs and corporate strategy departments so pretty pretty sensible for them to have had a business forum so there was theirs and there was the i think the uk business forum which is still going um and it would have been on one of those that i would have found this email newsletter called business bricks which when I jumped on, came out twice a week, and I always appreciated them. They were really small, uh, short, sorry. Um, just like one one simple thought a day, a um, couple of paragraphs, and then quite a few classifieds. And I often did kind of have a little squiz down the classifieds because they were often interesting. And it was also pretty cheap to be listed, which 15 quid, if I remember rightly, to be listed. And I did it a couple of times, I think. Uh, it's the kind of thing where, and I, I make this mistake often, actually, is that I think about advertising as a one-shot, and really, you shouldn't, you know, especially if you find somewhere that's working, because the return on investment was very good, you know? Um, it was It was a simple ad that was like, I'll build your website, and it was, I mean, I was dirt cheap. I mean, that helped because I was a kid, you know, I was 21, 22, um, still learning a bunch of stuff. And so I was knocking out websites at a, at a cheap old rate. Um, but they were content managed. They, you know, they had a content management system uh, attached to them, I believe. I think all of them did, um, which was before that, that was standard. Um, and they were all right. They were, uh, they were, they were, you know, they were fine. Um, but they were, you know, a couple of hundred quid for, you know, probably five or six pages. And again, you're only talking mostly text and some photos, nothing too, uh, onerous. Um, but the, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd stick an ad in and then. I'd probably get one or two responses and that's all you need, you know, for 15 quid. Um, even even at 200 quid a pop, you know, if two people respond to you, that's 15 quid uh, over, you know, the 400 quid that you've just made. And, and it's one of those where it's like, I don't know why I didn't just keep running them. I think I had this idea that like, well, that worked, so I don't need to do that again. <laughs> It's something like that. It's like, well, that idea works, so I don't need to do that again then. Cool. Um, 
I, I tell you what, I would love your feedback on this genuinely, right? I'd, I'd love you to, to help me out with this one, right? As we, as we bring, this, bring this throwback Thursday to a close, I've really sort of gone around the houses there of, um, of that sort of 2005 period, uh, to sort of 2002 to 2005. Uh, th- that business, by the way, um, I was gently... I was supported by my parents, and then gently it was suggested that uh, I might consider being able to be self-sufficient because, you know, let's be real here, building a website for £200. I mean, I, I, I did up my prices, by the way. I, I did. Um, I think up to £300. Um, but building a website for £300 and... God, I just... Sorry. I just remembered... So I built some e-commerce ones as well. What did I charge for those? I bet it wasn't enough. I hope it was more... I can't remember, actually, what I charged for e-commerce websites. But I built a whole, you know shopping cart like all of it um and then at least you get to reuse some of that but i tell you what talking about niches as i was in the discarded in the in the discard pile of, of this episode from today it's going to really getting into the like lovely niche things um i did my first ever e-commerce website that i built with, with these own two hands was for a sex goods company i think i found out that they don't exist anymore which is not surprising not because just you know because businesses go out of, you know they, they just they just die and it was a uh it was very much a side hustle but it was all sex toys um and that was my first might might be my first actual client and my first e-commerce website but i also did one for a company that shrink wrapped boats yes they were called I won't tell you what they were what they were called, but they shrink wrapped boats. They they provided the materials, the 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 plastic wrap, uh, and all that stuff, and I guess machinery <laughs> to shrink wrap boats. That's what they did. It was, a, it was a partnership, and I built them an e-commerce website, and they were the only ones who queried my contract because it had um, they read the whole thing and it had typos and stuff in it. Um, so that was handy. I can't. I, I. I. can't imagine. I charged them more than a grand. I had one project which I hated working on. It the second. I. 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 The second I stepped out of the shop, I regretted it. It's going to be nine hundred quid, and I just knew. I just got my spidey senses, and they would not let me go. And I hated working on it. And in the end, I. I kind of abandoned the project. Um. And and it was at that point that I'd actually got a job, and it was a whole awkward thing. I had a client that didn't pay me. No, did they actually pay up in the end? I think I, I think I got them to pay up. They were a decorating firm. That was the only trouble I really had with a client. Oh, I did some. F- oh, I'm remembering now. Oh, it's all coming back to me now, kid. I did flyers for a sandwich shop. That was a referral that was from, uh, uh, from where I worked. I you know I got a couple of jobs that way because it was just too small too small fry for them so i actually designed flyers so you know marketing there you go um but that was my that was my old little my old little company 2005 uh story and then so yes uh, in 2006 it was gently suggested that given what i've just told you and given that i've told you maybe 70 percent of the paid work that i did uh in that period and you know i wasn't knocking them out quickly uh, um 
that you know this was not a business that could sustain, for example, a mortgage. So it was gently suggested that uh, given that my parents would like to see the world, that would mean leaving the house empty and, you know, they wanted to be able to uh, rent the house out or do, you know, whatever, that perhaps their son having a bedroom business, it might be time that, that you know, things crack on a bit. Uh, and, you know, maybe, maybe we got a job. Um, and I think... I think I read that as like, yes, okay, I'll get a job rather than, because I think the option was there to have said, because my parents have always been been lucky in that, you know, I've had a, a career like a zebra crossing in terms of, you know, employment and then trying to do my own thing. And they've always been supportive. They might have gone, oh God, really? But they've always been, you know, actually supported me and, uh, and stuff and, and had faith in me and don't see me as quite so silly as I see myself sometimes. Um, so I think if I'd have actually said to them, no, you know what? Okay. I'm going to go away and I'm going to come back with a plan to make this work within the next whatever time. And if it doesn't work, then, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get out of your hair or I'll figure it out or whatever. I think that would have been fine. I think that they would have, you know, probably had a conversation about it and then would have come back and said, yeah, okay, go on then we'll back you. Um, you, if if you can make it work in the next however months, however many months, um, then great. You know <laughs> that could have that could have been a thing. As it turned out, they didn't they didn't go on uh, on their big world trip for another year, so it could have worked out. <laughs> but I got a proper job, and I don't regret it. So listen, yes, the feedback that I'd love your support on your help on. Uh, or the thing on which I would look, uh, appreciate your feedback is I've bought an ad. I've bought the slot for an ad that's running in a largely circulated newsletter again uh, because everything old is new again. Uh, it's a very good newsletter, not unlike Business Bricks uh, in that it comes with its one it's very short because it's every day. It's every weekday. So it's very, it's one sentence with a link. And then underneath that is this uh, issue is brought to you by uh, some sort of sponsor. And the, it's quite kind of nice the way it's the way it's done. So, yeah, I. Um, what should I put in the ad? What should I advertise? I know that sounds silly. Because you're like, well, why did you buy the ad then? Well, it's because. This is a podcast. This is a newsletter for creators, and creators want podcast work. They've either got a podcast already, some of them, or they're interested in getting a podcast. Now, I don't think I should advertise a paid service. I think I should advertise something free, like get a, like a discovery call. You know, book a book a call with me to talk about podcasting plans or something. Um. I love the in fact in fact I'm just kind of talking myself around it now. I love the clinic model of just like or the surgery model of just like opening the doors and book half an hour with me and get your questions answered. Like I enjoy that stuff. I really do. Um so I might do that. What do you think? Is that is that the thing? Podcast clinic, um free free half hour consultation. Um and then see where we go from there because 
if you provide some good ideas, then you've got a perhaps a better likelihood of some people working with you. Or do I charge an nominal fee? Because there is a whole thing there about um, you should put value on your time. So, yeah. Maybe, maybe I do 10, 15 minutes for free and then pay for an hour. Mm, What do you think? Genuinely, I'd love I'd love your thoughts on this. As someone who listens to my voice, uh, as someone who maybe is aware that I know a thing or two about some things, uh, usually podcast related, I would love your your take. Um, if you make things and you see a newsletter, like yeah, what should I watch? That that feels like what I should probably advertise is if you've got questions about podcasting, whether you've got one or not you can book a, a call with me and I have free slots available. Something like that. Let me know what you think. Anyway, uh, Mark at the lighthouse.fm. Um, listen, uh, we've gone on again. So one very quick, this is a very long episode. One very quick thought, actually. How would you feel? Uh, so that's one question. The second question is, how would you feel if I dropped the half hour time slot requirement? This is a genuine question. Because I think consistency is important in terms of I want you to feel like you know you're going to get that time spent with you. You know what I mean? Um, I think we know that some episodes are obviously going long because I get into a thing. <laughs> um, and I'm not like Van Morrison where I'm just going to do 30 minutes um, and then and then, and then then cut off mid-sentence. But neither am I thinking that I wanted to stretch out, you know, pack um, 15 minutes of content into 30 minutes. You know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be the Hobbit trilogy. I'd rather be the Lord of the Rings. Um, Or like Stranger Things where some episodes are short and then some episodes are long. Like, do you care? Do you care that um, it it was initially, like, would you care if some episodes are shorter? Maybe 15, 20 minutes. And then some episodes like this are closer to 45 minutes. Um, yeah, do let me know. Um, because it's stuff like that that helps me make a better show, ultimately. Uh, and then the other little idea, which which is one for me uh, to think about, is uh, rather than doing the themed days, I might see if I can pick a word of the day as a um, as a thing to sort of riff on and talk about for, for half an hour. Or however long it, it, it be. Penny for your thoughts. Always, always gratefully received. Okay, let us bring ourselves to order. My arms are starting to ache now, by the way. I woke up and they were fine, but throughout the day, after having moved all those slabs yesterday, yeah, now I'm feeling it, and I reckon I'm going to feel it tomorrow, and tomorrow I'm getting photoshot. So that's exciting. Let us bring this in for a landing. Thank you so much for spending the last, like, three quarters of an hour with me. Uh, I really appreciate it. And you. And you look lovely today. And I would like to remind you that as long as you can hear me, you exist. And because you exist, you are entitled to love and to be free from pain. You are connected. You are wanted. You are safe. And you are welcome. <laughs>